everyone, and welcome back to the first episode of our second season of What the Family Studies podcast by Offshia. I'm your co-host, Laura Hattier, and I hope everyone had a wonderful, relaxing summer and a not-so-stressful start to the school year. And I'm your co-host, Katherine Murphy. We're all excited to be back with this podcast and very happy to introduce our first interview with Jane Whitty. Jane has been actively involved in family studies education for her entire career. She began working on the Offshia Conference Committee in her second year of teaching. She's passionate about her role in family studies and the role that family studies has to play in supporting our students now and in the future. Jane became involved in teaching at the post-secondary level at Western, teaching both pre-service and additional qualification courses, continuing her work at this level with Oise, Brock, and Queens. She has been involved in seven textbook projects. That's amazing. She's currently working for the Upper Canada District School Board in the Special Education and Wellness Department, as well as instructing AQ courses for both Western and Queen's Universities. So before we start speaking with Jane, let's go over our learning goals for today's episode. First of all, we want to learn more about teaching AQ courses and why to take them. We also want to learn more about why Family Studies courses are an integral part to our curriculum. We want to learn about Jane's path to teaching teachers and find out more about Jane's current role in her board. So first question, Jane, how long have you been teaching AQ courses for? And can you tell us how you came to teach additional qualification courses? Sure. I've been teaching AQ courses for over 20 years. I started at Western back when they had just started online AQ courses. So they were one of the first faculties in Ontario to offer online learning for additional qualifications. I'd been teaching in faculty the Junior Intermediate Family Studies program, and they needed another instructor for the AQ courses. So I joined that group, and it's been really exciting and fun and great to work with people from across the province. Yeah, do you like doing it online? It's a different way of learning, and there's advantages and disadvantages. I've taught in person and online AQ. The online part, you have people from literally the entire province in the room, Whereas when you're in a specific location, you tend to get people from that area. So they only represent boards in a small area. So it's what we've always done is the way we do it. Whereas when you have people from the far north, the east, the west, and then the GTA, you get a variety of viewpoints and understandings of what teaching is about. So it really enriches the program and what we can learn. It also allows people to work at a time that works for them. So I notice as an instructor times when people are on. So people with young children tend to be on at night. People with teenagers tend to be on in the morning. People with part-time jobs after school tend to be on after that job ends. So it works for people's life as well as supporting their education. Yeah, that's amazing because it can be busy and a lot of people don't know how to go back to school if they have kids and ongoing things. That's awesome. What is your favorite part of teaching these additional qualification courses? Really getting to meet so many new and and different and interesting people and different perspectives and viewpoints. I find every session I learn from my students and I'm always saving things to use later because people are very creative and they, they think of new angles. I teach the intermediate additional basic and the senior additional basic. So I have people that are primary teachers learning about teaching family studies, and some of them have never taken family studies before. So it's really fun to see them awaken to what family studies is and can be. And a woman that I work with in my board, who's a learning partner, basically tells everybody now she took the course for me. She tells everybody that everything can be taught through family studies. This is how we need to support our kids learning because it's real. So it's neat to get different people's perspective on what we do and we're passionate about. 
Yeah, for sure. And that kind of leads into our next question. What is the value there is for teachers in taking specifically family studies qualifications? First and foremost, it's the ability to teach family studies and to be qualified in family studies. Different boards accept different qualifications for family studies, and that's always a bit of a challenge for teachers to understand. So I also do the social sciences for Queens. And the first thing I say to them is check with your board to see if this qualifies you to teach family studies, because in many boards, it does not. So having the family studies qualifications sets you up for success in teaching family studies, but it also broadens your perspective if you don't teach it. In the junior program, I do get people taking it because they need a third division in order to get their principal's qualifications. And those teachers are also awakened to what family studies has to offer. So how we can support students' success, how we can support their emotional, mental health and well-being, how we can set them up with skills that they need in their life, and how we can make curriculum applicable to their everyday life and support them now and in the future. So the value of that is you find a number of ways to support kids. The other thing with teaching family studies is that Because we've always had a variety of students' learning styles in our classroom, we've had to adapt to a variety of learning styles. So universal design and and differentiated instruction is something that we had to do because we had those kids in our room and we couldn't teach the same photocopied lesson again and again. We had to change it up to meet the needs of our students. So that's a, a beauty of what we do in family studies. Yeah, for sure. And family studies is so exciting too, because the content's always changing. It's not yeah. like math where one plus yeah. one is two. Still <laughs> <Yeah. two. laughs> Can you tell us about the content covered in the different courses that you've taught? The Ontario College of Teachers sets up how we have to teach it and they write the curriculum actually for us. That said, Michelin and I have both been part of the writing of the curriculum. So they have a standard format. So the intermediate, the senior additional basic, then part one, part two, part three, and then the two specialist courses. So each one kind of leads to the other. And in the specialist course, you're really looking at the leadership level. So in part one, intermediate additional and senior additional basic, you're really looking at the foundations of what family studies is all about coming to understand who we are as a discipline, what our courses are, because a lot of people that take those courses never took family studies and they really don't understand what it is, but they have a degree in psychology or sociology, something that fits, that gets them the qualifications to take the course, but they don't really understand what family studies is. And they're always quite surprised at the breadth of what we offer. So really in that in those foundational courses, it's giving people an understanding of what family studies is all about. And then, of course, paying respect to the, the hot topics, current issues in education in Ontario. So we do talk about equity. We do talk about cultural responsive teaching. We do talk about Indigenous issues and how we bring them into family studies. We do talk about financial literacy. And we do talk about how do you plan curriculum? in differentiated instruction, understanding by design, all the current practice is talked about and we do actually work on it through the course. So students will do assignments based on that. It should definitely be a mandatory course. I feel like everyone can benefit from family studies for sure. Me too. Jane, when I first started teaching, I took my honors specialist pretty much as soon as I could. And I'm actually working now very closely with someone who's been teaching for a number of years and is just finally getting around to taking that honor specialist. What's the value in someone completing the different courses leading up to that honor specialist and then taking that honor specialist as well too? Why would someone want to do it? 
There are a number of reasons. I'll start with you expand your knowledge in, in the course and, and you expand your depth of understanding of different topics and issues within family studies and also within education. I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning and taking courses. So the more that we can broaden our horizons and our perspectives, the better it is. A lot of people I find say to me, they don't want to take the specialist courses because they don't want to be a department head or they don't want to be a leader. And for me, I, I'd say to people, you are actually a leader because you're you're working with your kids, you're leading your kids, you're doing all kinds of things that you don't even recognize in yourself that are leadership opportunities. And People are kind of surprised when I say that to them, but it's true. People, teachers lead in so many ways they don't recognize. They might as well get recognition for it. And to be honest, the difference between having your owner specialist and not is about $5,000 a year. <laughs> and I'm not going to beat around the bush. That's a lot of money. So if a good friend of mine, I convinced her to take her owner specialist six years before she retired and it made a huge difference in her retirement to have that extra money. So, I mean, it shouldn't all be for the financial gain, but we need to be honest with ourselves about our future lives and our retirement and having that difference in salary makes a big difference. And I said to somebody, you know, if, if somebody told you, you have five years left in teaching and if you paid $700 or $750 and did 125 hours worth of work, I'd give you $25,000. Would you say no? And they're like, <laughs> No, well, then take your own specialist. <laughs> when you put it like that, it's it's pretty convincing for sure. Yeah, um, talking, you're talking about the leadership aspect to it. It's I think I'm in a, a part of my career now where I've been teaching for so long that you sort of are shoved into a leadership as- aspect. Even you know, even if you're not asking for it, people look to you because you're experienced. So you may as well have that course for that reason too. So you're you're right. There's many reasons to take it. Yeah. They really are. And, and, and the leadership, as I say, most teachers don't even realize how much leadership they provide. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the interesting things we do in the honor specialist and the specialist courses is they, they have to profile themselves as a leader. And, and people are always quite surprised at how much leadership they actually do. So it's kind of, right. that's one of my favorite assignments. So our family studies courses, they include so many practical skills, so many important skills. So learning to work with food, learning to work with fashion, with kids. How are these skills addressed in an online learning environment? We can't obviously have them in a food lab. We can't ask them to cook for us online in a video or anything like that. So we we talk about the challenges of working with those courses. We introduce them to the OFSHIA safety guides. We have good conversation about that. We have them plan lessons. But we also rely on Afshia and the workshops that Afshia provides to provide students with opportunities to take those workshops and learn how to run a food lab and how to run a fashion lab. We also suggest that they go to the Family Studies Facebook page because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good community sharing there. When we instruct, we're pretty honest and straightforward about what it's like and how it's run. I usually have at least one or two people, especially in the introductory courses who have taken it or have been a teacher. So out of my 15 senior additionals right now, six of them are currently teaching a foods class. So they really enrich the discussion about what it's like to teach there. Most people are terrified of fashion, (laughs) terrified. All of our courses can be daunting for people who aren't used to them. Yes, Yes. In, yeah. And that's okay. It's it's good to step outside of your comfort zone. It is. Way. It is. I mean, a colleague of ours who's part of the writing of the Oshia fashion safety 
that wasn't her first choice, but mm-hmm. it was a job she got. And now she's a fashion leader in Ontario. So so just looking at your role today with the Upper Canada District School Board, so kind of moving away from the additional qualifications courses, but that that role that you're playing there, does it have any relevance to the family studies courses that we teach? Yes. Yeah, so as I said, in family studies, we teach all children. So my role is in special education and, and we call it an intensive support teacher in other words that we've called a special education consultant. And I support right now 11 schools, but we've added three new people to our role. So next week, eight. But I support junior kindergarten right through leaving school at 21 and helping people support kids with special needs in the classroom. So I have schools where we have our really high needs kids. There's one of my schools has an apartment and the kids come into the apartment and do all the skills that they would do in their apartment. They do some cooking, they do some budgeting. So a lot of the stuff that we would teach in an HIF or an HIP course, they do in their apartment at that high school. We also support kids that are integrated into different classes. Foods is a very common course to integrate our students into. And then in the in the primary and junior areas, it's just the understanding of different needs and different ways of learning and supporting teachers and seeing that that we can do it differently. And we can have five groups doing different things. And it's okay. All right. Which is what we do a lot in family studies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It, it mm-hmm. actually does have a lot of relevance, does it? it when, does. when you put it like that? coming kind of to the close of our interview here and but we do kind of a fun thing at the end if if you're up for it we have these rapid fire questions that okay so laura's yeah. going to take it from here she's going to ask you some rapid fire questions all right sounds good all right first one if you had to choose two meals to survive off of for the rest of your life what would they be that's hard i grew up being a steak lover so probably steak and my sister would say baby carrots and a baked potato and then hmm, my husband does a really great job smoking ribs, smoked ribs. Yeah. Okay. No breakfast foods, eh? <laughs> I'm not a big breakfast. I eat breakfast because I know I have to, okay. but give me coffee and I'm fine. <laughs> Would you rather wake up at 5am for the rest of your life or wake up at noon for the rest of your life? I get up at 5am every day. So 5am. What is your favorite quality in your best friend? Compassion, caring. Sweet. Aww. Sweet or salty? Both. Sorry, oh, you can't choose on my mood. I know it's a, so, so like salted caramels. Okay. They're my favorite. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? Christmas, because my family goes crazy over it. <laughs> Mine does too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this, our first episode of season two of the What the Family Studies podcast. Tune in next time as we interview Justin Bukazar, a family studies teacher with the Kawartha Pine Ridge District School Board, about his knowledge and understanding of the ever-changing and evolving queer community. Remember to subscribe to be notified when we release new episodes. Thanks for listening. What the Family Studies is brought to you by the Ontario Family Studies Home Economics Educators Association. Special thanks to our producer, Michelin Gallant, tech support and podcast editor, Cassandra McEachern, and our co-hosts, Catherine Murphy and Laura Hattier.